Hello, you beautiful Americans. Hi, beautifuls. Oh, how are you guys doing on this fine day? Oh, Built Blue Studios, coming to you from Groundwork Brewery. Oh, yeah. What are you drinking there, bro? I'm drinking me a heifer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's like a lemonade, but for adults. Ooh. Is it the October one? Yes. The pumpkin one. As I check the tabs that are right behind. No, not the pumpkin one. No? No, it's the normal uh, occupational heifer. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Okay, I know what you're talking about. We should probably get that name right. We should. But either way, it's delicious. It is delicious. We don't need to tell you the name because if you come down to Groundwork Brewing, you can try it yourself. Exactly. What do you got over there in that little fancy glass? I have got... You got the fancy glass. I've got a sour. (gasps) What? Yeah, right? That's a newer thing. Sours are kind of... uh, I've heard of them before, Mm -hmm. but like not that long before. Like It's only been recently that sours kind of started coming up. And it's actually... I, I agree. Um, Lee, the brewmaster here, uh-huh. he'll say it's an acquired taste. Like either you like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Well, I imagine it's probably like tart. It is. Yeah. You know? It has got a really good flavor profile. And I like that tarty, tarty flavor. And with the way my stomach is lately these days, um, some of the beers just too much hops or, you know, yeast in them or what have you. Yeah. Kind of mess with it. And this you get one or the other and it's not. Yeah. And this one's not too bad. Beer can go bad in a hurry, but it's all usually better than like, well, you got the staples, I guess, that people always like to drink. You're either like a Coors Light or a Bud Light. Right. That shit. Life's too short for corporate beer. Well, when you need it in mass quantities for a good price. That's that's true. We did just talk about that. Yeah. You know, you have those friends that, the ones that come over, you don't give them your $100 bourbon because they mix it with Coke. Yeah. Josh, you know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> uh, you gotta throw people under the bus, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, he knows it, I love him. Like you don't take a six pack of craft beers on a fishing trip. You know what I mean? Where do you? You have, haven't you? Oh, dude. Like, could you imagine me and you were sitting out on the bass boat that we don't have but may have one day, and the we're sitting there, it's like, my bro, I need a brewski, and either one, I pull out some silver bullets, <laughs> or two, I pull out a six pack of spotted cow from wisconsin that i brought back on my last business trip and we're sitting there i mean i wouldn't discriminate either or you know right but But when we get back to the main camp with the ladies and all the rest of the yahoos Mm -hmm. that's when we crank it at the course light because we don't want to give them our good beer oh that's true or you just crank out the good stuff and when they're like oh can i grab one it's like ah it's my last one and you're sitting on your cooler and not getting up exactly right (laughs) a little sore today from the hiking around are you yeah, sure there's nothing is. in the bottom of that ice barrel? Nope, nope. I checked. Sure isn't. Trust me. And if they keep pushing, then you just turn into that asshole. Right. Exactly. But Chuck know. this empty bottle at your face. <laughs> Wait till I finish it, and then I'll throw this empty bottle at your face. I'm not wasting uh, this on you. Exactly. I think Dude, you know, I just remembered. What's up? Episode number 10 today. Ooh. Yeah. Milestones. It is. It's a small, small one. Small milestones in the it, on the way to many. Exactly. Oh, we're excited. We're still cranking these out, and as you guys may notice, we got a new home. Yeah. We got a camera. We're gonna be chucking this bad well, boy up on YouTube. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't know, but right now the YouTube channel's up and rolling, yes. or it will be by the time you all, your beautiful faces, hear this. Exactly. Oh yeah, we're excited. Things are up and going. I got on a kick this week of well along with the father-in-law putting the kick into me of <laughs> we need to do this shit. You need to be on YouTube and then you uh-huh. need to start promoting the brewery and all this stuff and doing your podcast down there all the time and video in it. So yep. I was like, okay, I put in the order to Amazon and, so then we, and next thing you know, two day prime shipping. Here we are. Exactly. Would you look at that? Yep, and you've got some stuff that's going to be coming. I've got some stuff on the way. So we're going to be, we're going to get rid, Improve, rid of these boom. Improv, improvements. Coming. Yep. I mean, kind of making things look a little more fancy <laughs> yeah yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna plus be the, ge- the guests are gonna be rolling in here soon exactly yeah we got well we got a couple hours till they start we got nine o'clock now saturday they'll be here at 11 so we got a little bit yeah we got plenty of time but now we're excited and we'll, eventually we'll start doing podcasts hopefully we'll take up a corner somewhere in here and we'll podcast with people rolling around and we might do like a um what's the other besides a dynamic mic what's the other mic I forget oh, what it's I called. Oh, I don't know. 
remember there's those two set styles, right? Yeah. Dynamic. I just can't remember what the word is. Yeah. We might set up like one of those mics and just kind of have a round table. Just kind of go around and talk to people. So many options. There's so many things. Good we thing do. is we got nothing but time. Exactly. We're excited. This new kind of avenue opens up more avenues instead of just sitting here talking. Now we have, we have an actual, probably pretty permanent location. I yeah. Mean, we're pretty set right now. I don't see how it gets much more beautiful than a bunch of bar tabs in the back. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If it was Sunday, we'd have the t- the game up on the TV. But I know, but just one of the many things. But oh yeah, like so always, let's talk about America. Oh, dude, there's so much to talk about America. Do you it's, want? It's a beautiful st- thing. Should we start about the word of the day? We start there's this a, thing. Out you of, have a word of the day. I have a word of the day. Yeah, oh, I went on a squirrel moment. Take it away. Redoubtable. Huh? Redoubtable. Is that like when I did math in high school and I was like, I know the answer. Wait, no, I don't. That's. No, no, like. that's not <laughs> <laughs> causing fear or alarm. Oh wait, maybe that would be kind of like that. Yeah, because it's like you think you know the answer, and then you start doubting yourself again. Mm-hmm. Then you shit your pants because two plus two does equal four. <gasps> but for some reason, what Common Core math scared that, you, and it may equals four point five seven five. Did you really? No. Oh, okay. I was gonna <laughs> say. I mean, it's I know not, you're not. It's not that bad. Yeah. Uh no. So yeah, redoubtable, illustrious, eminent or broadly, worthy of respect. So you, my good sir, are redoubtable. Aww. Yeah. It sounds insulting at first. I'm not But when lie. you drive with Captain on a code run, that's redoubtable because it causes fear and fucking alarm. Drive with Captain on a code run? Have you ever done that? No. Yeah, don't do it. I don't... Why would you go on a code run with a supervisor in the car? Uh, That was before I became a real cop. I went to the academy. So I was a little boy. Oh, you, yeah, yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, queen shaven whale boat. Right? <laughs> oh, well, then, yeah, I guess if you're accounting for that, I've done it. But it was a make, it was a made up code run, never like a real, not a real code run, you know? Yeah, no, he did. He ran, it was, his, his, uh, Tahoe governs at like 89 or 90, something like that. Cop cars that govern, what the hell? Our new fleet is. Aww. Yeah. Way to make me a Debbie Downer. Yeah. The Tahoes might not. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. But how can, in gen, in overview, mm-hmm. how, who the hell thinks cop cars with governors are good ideas? I, I, I don't know. Honestly, like, it isn't. Like, really? Like, how are you supposed to get somewhere where somebody's getting hurt and then it's like, well, what took you so long? It's like, oh, I can only do 80 miles an hour. Yeah. On like a straight stretch highway clear on a summer day where you could do 110 probably comfortably no shit right and you're only able to do 80 because your car sucks well when you start bumping governors you you, you hit them you consistently hit them and it i mean it it's not a constant speed if you top out on the governor it's not like oh you're going 90 we're just gonna lock you in right here yeah it now slows you, you hit, down hit that governor drops you down hit the governor drops you down yeah it's stupid it is stupid and i in, in a way i'm not trying to defend it but i get it because the pickups that we're getting they're f-150s they're pursuit rated to 100 miles an hour do you want to go faster than a hundred in a pickup? I don't know. It has the back cover and everything. So I don't see why not if they're designed for it. But if that's the issue, why the hell are we getting pickups? You have to think for the circumstances too. Like if an officer's getting hurt and he needs backup, isn't that going to frustrate the shit out of you? If you can only do a hundred right? or you can only do 90. Remember that one day we went to cul-de-sac and, um, I don't know if County blew your doors. You know, you were ahead of me by a ways. I was just getting on. Uh huh. Um, but county blew my doors off because they have the new, um, what are they? The new Explorer, what is it called? The the interceptors. The interceptors. Thank you. Oh yeah. They have the new interceptors, and ours are like you know anywhere from four to five years old, mm-hmm. and so they have the new ones which have some more ponies, mm-hmm. and they were doing easy 110, 115 all the way to cul-de-sac. Okay. And the fastest I could get going was 110 on the straight stretch. Yeah, so that's anyway, a problem. Sour's getting mine get me going and we're not even really governed i know mm. you're putting that damn sour down good god man and i keep sipping on it good lord it's kind of a thing it is delicious though so know, what about dude. you what do you got going we'll jump off that bandwagon because yeah we don't want to beat that work. dead horse too much yeah fuck work yeah but i got some i got some i got some work stuff to talk about a little bit big yeah. one is did you know arkansas's oldest active law enforcement officer just turned 90 years old no shit, ninety. I know. Now you didn't even share that with me. You said that you had something about that, but you didn't tell me the age. That's freaking incredible. Yeah, he just turned ninety. Wow. And he what, still, what does he do? Does he still run the road and stuff? 
Let's see. Let's read a little bit. The city of Camden holds claim to the oldest active police officer in the state of Arkansas. I'm sure it's got to be the country. Leonard Charles Smith, also known as L.C. Buckshot, celebrated his 90th birthday on May 12th. Uh, Let's see. Smith has spent... He's only been in law enforcement for 56 years. Now, I say only, but then you think, what's 90 minus 56? Like 44? 34. 34? Yeah. So he kind of got into the game a little bit late. He got a little late start, yeah. Yeah, 34 getting in. Right. Yeah, he just turned 90. That's awesome. Is he like is he like that typical badass, cool looking ninety year old dude? Is that a picture of him? Pretty much. He looks he looks good for a ninety year old. Let's see. You're on my I'm gonna see if I can Yeah, fuck it. I was gonna see if I can pull it up on mine. It's not a still shot, but I'll just spin this around. I'm just curious. He looks good for a ninety. Oh heck yeah. Shit. He aged well. He did. If you guys look him up, he he is a man of color. He's also an assistant coroner for a funeral home. Dang, that actually pairs up well, I think. A deacon at his church and a neighborhood watch coordinator. I'll bet you. And special event coordinator for his police department. Dude, I want to meet this guy. He sounds like a cool dude. I don't want to go to Arkansas, though. What the hell's in Arkansas? My sister was born in Arkansas, but you're exactly right. What's in Arkansas? Yeah. A bunch of cousin trucking with a different (laughs) letter. (laughs) Uh, I've never heard that one, actually. You you have it? No. Oh, yeah. Cousin trucking. Yeah. God, 56 years. Even starting at 34, he's probably been able to retire for like 15, 16 years now. You think if you've been doing it that long, like, oh, we're just going to double your retirement for the, well, hopefully he gets a few years. Maybe he's just loving life so much right now. He has nothing else to do. He just keeps working until, you know, the good Lord takes him home. Yeah, maybe. You know, there's always those people, though, that don't want to retire because they're like, I don't know what I do. Right. There's only so much TV you can watch. Exactly. Especially, you know, if you're, you know, I don't want to say unfortunate because, you know, some people are used to having this growing up in that family dynamics where your family lived apart from each other. My, mine, however, didn't. We grew up together, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandma and grandpa on one side. But anyways, um, right. But like if your kids move off and they're doing their own thing and say your spouse has passed away and, you know, yeah, maybe you have some grandbabies, be able to see them once a year. So what are you going to do? Wait for one week out of the year to see grandbabies and family? Yeah. Just do something you love, and man, know if that's to keep even, going. Even if you're thinking like, "Oh, I'll just stay home and do stuff around the house," like, how long does it take you to clean your house? Like four or five hours? Exactly. For like a thorough cleaning yeah. of everything, right? And then when you get and, old, you can't really do a whole ton of maintenance without risking hurting yourself. Yeah. And Grandpa Jim falling off the roof and busting up his hip. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So, you I know, I problem. get it. I'm I'm all about have a plan to where you don't have to work anymore because. Personally, I've never been in a position where I'm like, oh, I'm going to work the rest of my life. I don't know what I want to do if I don't work. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a lot of things I want to do. You can plans. make podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> podcasts and videos and drink <laughs> and, beers. And know awesome people that will want you to shoot podcasts at breweries. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Could you imagine? You start doing like guest podcasts at other breweries. <sighs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Let me bring back like a keg of their beer. Advertise it here. Or drink it on the road. <laughs> Don't expose our secrets, Josh, before we've even tried them. Hmm. Many things to come. Exactly. So many. Yes. So, so many. After your note there, I'm today in American history, I was just doing a little Google in here. <laughs> today in American history, 1776, five days after British take, took New York, a quarter of the city was burnt down. Yeah, but how big was New York all the way back then? Well, let's take a look here. Now that you're asking that, that's so. what I want to know. Because, like, you think a quarter of New York now—that's the huge. city of New York, not the state—but the a quarter of the city of New York is obviously that's a lot. But how big was it way back when? 1765. So let's see here. Cause yeah, no, like you said, New York's huge now. I mean, it's. Oh, you said 1765. Is that what I said? That's what I thought I said. I thought 1776. Said, my bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was about to say yeah, September 1776. 1776. So if we go up to 1776, I'm not really finding anything. Um, Let's just assume. So in 1850, it was at a quarter mil or half a million. In when? At 1850. So 1850, half a million. So you take away a hundred years, maybe take away half the population. Figure maybe a quarter mil. Right. There's a lot of battles there in that area. Yeah. Which Um, I mean now. Well, with it being like in the originals, you know, it's going to be 
a larger population, but yeah. So, hmm. and you know, even, even if you say there's 80, 90,000 people, that's still a big city. That's a pretty good sized city. Yeah. With 370,000, uh, 370,000 of those 515 arrived in 1850 alone. So you figure, yeah, maybe there was only like the size of, you know, Lewiston. But still, a quarter of the town. 40, burning, 50, 000, maybe something. A quarter like of Lewiston burning down. I mean, that for us, that's pretty you know significant, but still. Well, I think a quarter of any city burning down is just, just back then with America being so early. Right. You know, yeah, I, I know mean, that's obviously freaking new. A fish on paper, it's brand new. Right. But, but that makes me wonder. So going back to like the beginnings of America, mm-hmm. July 4th, 1776, there was no email, obviously. No. Pigeons. Uh, carrier the, pigeons. Well, the carrier pigeons, maybe. <laughs> but the Declaration of Independence. Oh, I got something interesting so, for you. So think about this. How was the Declaration of Inde- Independence was basically like a fuck you to Britain. Mm-hmm. But how did Britain find out? Because it took six months by boat to get there. Right. So was the document signed on the 4th and then it had to get put on a boat and taken to Britain? I think the Declaration Or did they just sign it? Wasn't the Declaration actually signed on the 2nd? I thought it was signed on the 4th. I thought that's why... Uh, the 4th of is when July. they declared their independence. Well, let's let's clear this up. Yeah, let's do some... Let's clarify. Let's clarify here. When Because I thought the Declaration was dated July 4th, 76. I mean, you're probably right. I'm probably being stupid. No, 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 no. Oh no, it was. It was signed in um in fact independence was formally declared on July second, seventy six, a date and that John Adams believed would be the most memorable epo- epic fucking that word. Um epic. on July fourth, seventy six, Congress approved the final text of the declaration. It wasn't signed actually until August second of seventy six. What? Yeah, so it was actually after. Crazy. Okay, so it was signed. We need a timeline. Because obviously, that's what confuses me is because, yeah, like in modern day, if you sign something like that, it gets sent by email and it can go anywhere in two seconds. Right. Back then, if you wanted to get someone to Britain, fucking that's six months. Oh, a, yeah. a year round trip. Exactly. That's a lot. So there's actually, of course, a whole constitution facts of everything. Um, actually, Robert Livingston, one of the members of the committee who wrote the Declaration of Independence, Never signed it. He believed it was too soon to declare independence and therefore refused to sign. So he was a putter. So now here you go. I think this goes on the note of us. One of the most widely held misconceptions about the Declaration of Independence is that it was signed on July 4th, like we were just talking about. Hmm. In yeah, fact, so. independence was formally declared on July 2nd. The and whole thing about John signed. Adams. And then on July 4th, Congress is the one who said, okay, we're going to approve the final text of the declaration. And then they all finally signed it on the 2nd of 76. So there's like... On the 2nd of August? Yes, 2nd of August. Same year, So really nothing... I mean, Congress approved on the 4th. Right. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense because that's... But you'd think the day they signed it would be more important than... You would think, right? Yeah, or that's like what I always thought. Dude, you know what I just thought? Huh. Instead of trying to wrap our brains around this, let's just have Independence Day three times this next year. July 2nd, July 4th, and August 2nd. Fuck, I don't know, dude. If I have Independence Day on July 2nd, I'm going to be hungover on July 4th. So just keep it going then. July 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. <laughs> just <laughs> Ju- July weekend. We could just start the beginning. July 1st. Why Why not start on the 1st? Why don't we just celebrate Independence every day? I feel like we are by drinking these amazing beers. So yeah. I had to I had to bounce back because this kind of caught me interesting. Mm-hmm. interested. Um, I had to go back into a little bit of a... On this day in history. Oh, okay. There's um, nothing wrong with that. So this one kind of, it's, I don't want to say hits home for us, but since we work for, you know, the tribe. Mm-hmm. 1904, exiled Nez Perce leader, Chief Joseph, Ow. dies of a broken heart. On this day in 1904. 1904? Interesting, right? Huh. Just interesting to know it was like an anniversary of well, something like that. The fact that I just decided today, like Google today in history, and then boom, it pops up, like going in the timeline. Huh. Yeah. Well, son of a bitch. You were born in 93, right? Yeah. Yeah, some stuff with Russia happened. We don't care about that. Some <laughs> stuff with Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit about Russia? Yeah. We're in America, damn it. Exactly. Nobody cares. They're not going to hear us out there. Speaking of America, since I love talking about America. Mm-hmm. You didn't go to college, did you? I did a little bit. You did a little bit? Okay, yeah. so did I. So we both went to college a little bit. Mm-hmm. Do you think... I found this article by the quad mm-hmm. that basically talked about if college is a bad investment nowadays, 
I I can agree with you there. I still have a little bit. I mean, not a ton, just a little bit in student loans. I got mine. T- I got mine taken care of. Yeah, thankfully, I got my. So I don't have to be buried under a college debt. Right. But I mean, a lot of articles I found basically say like, oh, if you if you don't have the brains or the money to take you all the way to like law school or medical school. Right. It's really not worth it. No. And that's, that's kind of the philosophy I've had. Um, unless you're going to those professions, like you said, you know, law, medicine, any of those avenues, mm-hmm. it's like the number one degree is a business major. Yeah. But, and like, I get it. It's business. Like you can so start like a business, like, you can be a, a blue collar, hardworking, small business owner, American. But look at the father-in-law. He didn't go to college for any of that shit. And yeah. he's running, well, he's got one successful business. He's and jointly this, opened and up this, this one. just opened. Yeah. This is and brand new. You know, he's one of the brains behind getting all the logistics of this stuff going. You know, mm-hmm. it is a family effort and there's the other family who joined in on it. I'm not going right. to say names. Excuse me. But it's like, and he never went to college for it. So there's certain things like, yeah, in business school you might need to learn, but is it really, is there four years of stuff that you're going to learn? Is it worth spending $50,000? When you could spend those four years just working and learning? Exactly. Go to like some, maybe some forums or, you know, do little certificates of training. Like my wife, for example, Amanda, she's, um, for, she does the bookkeeping and accounting mm-hmm. and she's just getting her certificate. She's just learning. There's even still some bullshit stuff that she doesn't need to know. But mm-hmm. she's got to jump through that hoops just to get the certificate. She's not getting her full-blown degree in a business accounting or anything like that. She's right. just learning what she needs to know. She already knows a majority of it. She's just trying to learn those little extra pieces that are hard to teach yourself or you need to go to a class for. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like you said, it's it, it's a waste of, it can be a waste of time and money. Look at how many people, and you know this too, how many people go and major in something and then they get out and they're working at... Uh, a floral shop or they're working at McDonald's flipping burgers because no one really gives a fuck about your four years of liberal well, arts degree. Well, even then it's like, well, yeah, you look at like a, a broad degree and not dogging on anyone who's majoring in maybe these certain things. Exactly. But like you look at a psychology degree, right? Like to my understanding, if you don't write a psychology major all the way to like a master's, master's yeah. you can't really do anything with it. And since it's another common one, I think that one's actually on the top 10 mm-hmm. psychology is. But then it's just like I mean I get it I get uh, Dude, if you I want get to it, learn but more I don't. about what you love but really it's like twenty years ago college was actually pretty affordable even comparing it to the amount of income you were bringing in yeah but now it's ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah oh my god dude like community four thousand four thousand a semester here at the community college yeah community college and that's if you're like living at home so you're not living on campus right you're feeding yourself off campus so you're not getting the food there right but just for tuition and books exactly no like, that's yeah. not even books. Oh my god! Yeah, and books six, are separate. Six thousand a four, semester. Four thousand a semester. I think so was the grand. last time I paid. I think it might so be up eight thousand a year. Yeah, if you pay, it's probably up now. Yeah, it's probably up, and it's actually cheaper for me to go out of state to Walla Walla mm-hmm. at the time than it was to go to the community college in my own state. Yeah, does that make sense? No, that doesn't make sense at all. No, it's it's the thing is is like you have all these people up there you know, deans and these guys, you know, just, it's just like kind of a typical, without getting political, but being a little political, it's just a typical higher up construction of, well, we can make money just because, well, where yeah. else are you going to get your education? Oh, that's right. You can't do it besides at a oh, college. So we're going to just rape you for it. Pretty much. Cause then it's just like, you're either going to come here or you're just not going to go to college. Right. But then, and I know we talked about like law and medicine, but I mean like Miranda, she's going to college, um, we're, we've got everything laid out and planned to basically send her to uh, dental hygiene school, mm-hmm. which even that, like, that's a four-year deal. Right. But when you get out, like, the average pay for a hygienist is up there. It is, yeah. You know, if, you go, if you go for, like, a business accounting or a psychology or something like that, there's no set, really, career field unless you take, like, psychology to a doctorate or a master's or something like that. Exactly, yeah. You know, that's when, but that's where trade schools come in, I think. Mm-hmm. Because even now, like you look at trade, you look at electrician, plumber, lineman, HVAC, right, which is air conditioning and heating. Exactly. You know, the numbers on those careers are down so damn much. My cousin, um, I think we talked about him a couple times. Joe, he's uh-huh. one of our one of our listeners. Uh-huh. He um, was saying that there's a projection of 
I can't remember the number. I'm not going to try to shoot for it, but there's a large projection, um, projected number of electricians that's going to be a deficit in the country. So they're going to be down a lot of electricians. So it's going to be a very sought after career. But the thing is, it's a trade school. Right. It's Mm -hmm. a trade school, but then it makes you think like, okay, like you look at law enforcement nowadays, because it's no secret nationally, retention and acquisition of law enforcement officers is at like an all time low. Right. People just do not want to be cops right now. No, yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How do you sway people into doing it, though? Exactly. You pay them. R- yeah, exactly. Like Dollar that's, speak. That's why you look at, like, yeah, back in the day when everybody wanted to be a police officer and it was a cool job to have around town and things like that. Right. Yeah, you could get away with a cop not being even really at the, kind of getting paid shit, mm-hmm. really, if we're going to be honest. But now, when you have a department, like, I think I was looking at, I can't remember what big department it was. But I think considered it full staff, they were like 550 sworn officers. Right. This department was running with 200. Holy shit. Which, I mean, granted, well, depending on the size of the city. Like, you look at small town Idaho now, 200 officers sounds like a lot. Right. But you look at, like, the Dallas, Texas area, 200 might not be that much for the amount of ground and the amount of people you got to cover. But then you think, too, it's like, okay, the city council or the whoever sets your numbers thinks you can do the job responsibly and normally with 500 people Mm -hmm. and you only have two yeah less than half you're short 300 bodies right like an nfl team is 52 guys right like that's (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) like it's bad yeah and that's and the thing is and i think going back to the college thing is so many of millennials, especially this generation is horrible for it. They think, okay, I'm just going to go to school, rack up all this debt and I'm going to get this badass degree. And then I'm going to come out and I'm going to start making six figures. And and then they think the debt's not going to matter because they think, well, I'm going to get this big job and make all this money and I'll just pay my debt off. No problem. Yeah. No. And then next thing you know, you come out and then you realize that every smojo off the corner is applying for that one job that requires a business major or a liberal arts degree. And yeah. And so then they're stuck and then they, refi- but then also another thing, and this isn't for everybody because not everybody's the same. Some people just pursue an education because that's what they want to learn about. And then they go do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. But then they just sit on their butt and whine and cry and refuse to go and get a normal job. That reminds me of a story. Oh, can I jump in there? Yeah, real you quick? jump in and you hand that story. So out. I think I want to say it was at a department around like the Kentucky area, uh-huh. and it was a either way, it was a big department that basically put on like their own academy, right? You know, so I was it wasn't, but it was like an NYPD or LAPD or something like that. Mm-hmm. So this woman goes to the academy, graduates top of her class in like academics, I think like driving and a couple other things, but she was basically the top student in her class, right? So she goes to her designated field office or department section or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And she works for a week in her early FTO stages. Well, then the second week comes along and Monday hits and she doesn't show up. Yeah. Doesn't answer her phone. Doesn't do anything. So they're like, okay, whatever. Well, Tuesday comes around and she doesn't show up. She doesn't answer her phone. Doesn't do anything. Then, so they're like, okay, we'll send a, we'll send a car over to her house and see what the hell her deal is. So they send her FTO over to her house. Mm-hmm. FTO knocks on the door and she answers and he's like, Hey, what, you know, you worked today, right? And you worked yesterday. Like what the hell's going on? And yeah. her, her answer was, well, I graduated top of my class, so I should get the new police car and I should work weekends off. And they told me that's not going to happen. So I don't want to be a cop anymore. Oh, <laughs> Oh really? I'm not kidding. Holy De- shit. I don't have the story like right in front of me, so the details might be a little bit off, but basically that's the, uh, huh. that, that was the story. I don't even know what to say. That's freaking insane. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to sit here and pout because I'm amazing. But that, but that brings the question because you brought up like the business accounting or the liberal arts degree and stuff like that. So say, you know, looking at that, you own a, you own a business that might not be a fortune 500, but like it's a good sized business and you put a job out app out for i don't know a marketing person or something like that or right. you know just a job basically uh-huh. and you get two applications for the job one has a college degree in whatever you want the job to be mm-hmm. and has done just fresh out of college right the other one has four years of on the job experience in that field right never gone to college doesn't have it just has a high school diploma mm-hmm. 
but has four years of on-the-job experience in that field. Right. Which one are you going to take? No, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But even, and that's what, and I think especially with some of these degrees, that's what college kids are facing nowadays is there's a, there's, and theoretically it makes sense. There should be a line in the sand where it says, okay, you have to have a degree for X, Y, Z, but employers are looking at life experience exactly as more valuable than what you learn sitting in a classroom. Right. Yeah. Especially with the business owners we have now, now as time goes on and that may change where, you know, you get more millennials in business positions where they'll start thinking, Oh, I had a degree. I'm going to hire people with degrees that right. that might change over time, but still, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Even being technically a millennial myself, if I was to own a business and open up a position, experience is going to speak volume. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just cause you could sit in a chair and get A's on an assignment doesn't mean that when you know, you're talking on the phone or traveling, you can't sell my product or whatever we're trying to do with my business. Right. And so the thing is, is going back kind of like to trade schools a little bit is in my mind, as I grew up, since I grew up on a farm and I started, I started off making, you know, work for a farmer, long hours during the week, a young kid, 15 years old, Mm -hmm. I was making $7 an hour. That's where I started time goes on you know i start making more money then i go in the navy and you know i make military pay and then i get out and i come work for a blood bank and i just kind of built my way up i just stayed in the working class and just built my way up um when it comes to like a journeyman apprenticeship type job you start out working and yeah you're doing a little bit of school on the side usually they're night classes they don't affect your job Mm -hmm. but you're making pretty decent money and at the end like joe for example when he gets his journeyman he makes a lot more money. That's when the big money comes in. Exactly. Like and right. all these jobs open up. Like, yeah. he's a huge hot commodity. Oh, yeah. He because can work anywhere he n- wants from Nobody him. wants to. And that's what I have a cousin, actually. Uh, his name's Zeke. He just went to Lyman School. Yeah. He just graduated Lyman School. Right. Which, granted, you look at somebody like me, I mean, it's climbing poles and stuff. There's a height and weight requirement. I'm too big to be a Lyman. Oh, really? But then you look at. Makes sense, I guess. So he graduates Lyman School and he's going to do the same thing. Now he has to do an apprenticeship on the job. Yeah. But then when he's done with that apprenticeship, people are going to want him oh exactly yeah then he'll be right. apprenticeship he'll be done with that and then he'll be a journeyman lineman yeah and then he can go and he can freelance or he can go work for he can go Vista, work for clearwater power yeah any power company in the world needs dollars now are minimum because you get either power lines explode stuff goes down or you start running new stuff to new cities and exactly because you, you can yeah. do whatever the hell you want really and you know america is one of those countries that has the apprenticeship program stuff is dying off but like so I have family. I think we were talking about this the other day. I have family. Um, I don't want to say it's super distant, but like second cousins and down mm-hmm. um, from Germany. And I was talking to one of those cousins. It's years ago. It was actually probably I think when I was still in the military. And he was over in Germany, and we were talking. Hadn't seen or talked to each other in years. And I was asking him how he's doing. At the time, he was a senior in high school, I believe, or maybe this was after the fact. He was giving me a backstory. Either way, this is what happened. Yeah. During your junior, senior year in high school, you go and decide what you want to do with your life, whether that means, you know, doctor, lawyer, or you want to be HVAC, plumber, electrician, military, whatever, whatever you figure out what you're going to do with your life. And if you choose an apprenticeship or a trade job, you join up with that master at -hmm. the time and you start working with him. By the time you're out of high school, and couple give a couple of years, you're going to be a journeyman yourself. So you basically get like a one or two year head start. Exactly. Yeah. So you just kind of like you pick your do. job and where you're going to, how you're going to support the economy and your family. Mm-hmm. And then you just, and you start making money like right away. And then oh, by yeah. the time you're like probably in your thirties, you're a master yourself and you just repeat the cycle and you just keep going. And then you're able to, you're able to start off your life because I don't. You don't pay to be an apprentice. Obviously, you get paid, right? You, you get a, paid. You it, don't get paid some, as well. No. Yeah. Sometimes the pay is okay. Can be kind of shitty, but still, you're getting paid. It, it's better than flipping burgers. I can tell but, you that. But then you look at. You're making that kind of money, as an 18 year old kid, right? With no college debt, mm-hmm. with no, no debt. Your 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 fresh start, basically. Right. Like basically you're making journeyman money, which Mm -hmm. or apprentice money, which isn't as much, but maybe you're able to get like a used car, make payments, build your credit up. Then you become a journeyman and you start making big money. Right. And now you're a 22, 23 year old kid. Right. With no debt. Exactly. No college. Right. Literally a clean slate, high paying job. And don't union jobs, isn't the retirement like 20 years? 
Yeah, yeah. Something I don't know like how that. unions work overseas, but I know like unions. I'm sure here. it's different. But there's plenty of guys here though who kind of ride that same boat with the mill. Like they get out of high school and they start at the mill, 18 years old, mm-hmm. and out of the mill on the paper side. Yeah. In the lumber side, you can too. I just I've heard the lumber side's a little more. It's a little rougher for moving up and making money and, and having decent. Well, it's hours. hard to move up when people get in there and they don't quit. Right. You know. But with the paper side, you, you know, if you're one of the fortunate ones who you know pursues that job, 18, 19 years old, you get into the paper mill and you just like move up. You learn the different machines. You work the different shifts. You work the extra jobs, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And then they'll also pay for you to become a millwright, which then a millwright is also a, an apprentice journeyman position. So if you get a, your journeyman millwright, um, you can travel all over the world and do millwright stuff for, oh my gosh. or even just America doing, you know, going to other paper factories or what have you doing millwright stuff. Cause they're just kind of like a general, they need to know electrical, a little bit of everything, electrical, plumbing, HVAC. They're just kind of dabble in everything as a millwright. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can do those things even without you know, jumping right into a normal apprenticeship right out. You can just start out at a good place to work and just work your way up. I did that at kind of at ATK. Mm-hmm. I started out as just an assembler and then I worked into a setup mechanic, which was a damn good paying job. But that's one of those, that's one of those companies too. And I'm sure every town's got it mm-hmm. where it's not necessarily like really Vista outdoor or ATK as it was formerly known, isn't really nationwide. It's not like a super known company right you know that their that, brands that are, name is not that name, nationally no. known but you look at they make gold dot mm-hmm. anything cci spear is made there right they own blackhawk yep. they own bell helmets right like the, you look at everything that they own and then Camp you're Chef, like all that stuff. oh i've yeah. heard of them yeah right like, exactly oh, you might have not heard of vista outdoor right. but you've heard of their products yeah vista outdoors the umbrella and then you've they have heard of the umbrella up. yeah yeah but so. then it's just i don't know it just and I'm sure every community has places like that where they actually understand the value of an employee and they know in order to keep them, you know, it's natural. They come in as an assembler. Right. Then, and you know, if you're an assembler, yeah, maybe you're not getting paid very much. You're doing the machine. Um, Cleaning. What's the word? Maintenance. Assembly line. Oh, gotcha. Work. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you don't like it, but then you do that for six, seven months and then you move up to a mechanic and right. they teach you a skill exactly and then you get paid a lot more right and then you move up to like a coordinator of something right and you get paid a shitload more right exactly. and then you move up to a line supervisor right you know what i mean and there's exactly. a lot of especially with mills anything in production you know a lot of the times and i mean granted there's always going to be those ones that don't but they just understand the value of an employee exactly and what an employee does for you it's a huge it's important yeah and if you're if you run a whether it's a mill a production line a police department a company and you don't treat your employees like they're your livelihood right. and then you wonder why they quit mm-hmm. or they go or they go somewhere that does treat people like that yeah how do you even exactly how how's do you that stay, even a question yeah how do you keep even going eventually yeah. you're gonna flunk exactly you're gonna fall out but it's ridiculous yeah it's uh you know it's tough to find those jobs out there i get that that's hard but don't think your only option is college college yeah especially for any of you young people out there who are listening to us you know in high school they pressure you go to school go to school go to school yeah don't be afraid to go out there and get a job shit even flipping burgers 18 years old you can start flipping burgers in this valley for ten dollars an hour easy yeah well even idaho i don't know about other states but i know idaho just passed 18 years old, you can go to work in the prison. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh? 18 years old, you can work in the prison. So if you want to be in law enforcement, you have that weird limbo where you graduate high school at 18. You can't be a full-fledged road cop until you're 21. Right. But you can go to a prison at 18. Exactly. And even in the state of Idaho, you go to the prison at 18, you're starting a Percy retirement, which is the Idaho state retirement for Mm -hmm. state employees, whether you're a school teacher, law enforcement officer, whatever. Right. So you're getting a three-year jump. Mm-hmm. than the people like me that just got into straight law enforcement at 21. Right, exactly. Somebody that starts in the prison at 18 is going to retire three years sooner than me. Right. You know? Exactly. And it and it gives you something to fill that limbo gap right. between 18 and 21. Or yeah. maybe you get on with a prison and then you become, you move up pretty quick and then 
You just yeah. don't leave the prison. Yeah, because you know that there's nothing wrong with prison. Department of Corrections, mm-hmm. they do pretty no. good. Their retirement's pretty good, especially if you get in a fed, federal one. That's a federal retirement. Stuff yeah, like that. So and there's, I mean, just do your research. Like college, I know, like you said, high schools and stuff. They always push furthering your education, going to college. Right. But there's other ways. There's many other ways to further your education other than going to college. Exactly. You yep. know, find what you want to be good at what you want to do with your life and then just go do it. Right. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So yeah, but no, it's, um, you know, I went to, like I said, I went to college for a little bit and yeah, I was, you know, I was going for nursing at the time. So it was required, you know, I want to be a nurse again to go to nursing school. Yeah. That makes sense. But But nurses also make really good money. They do make really good money, but they also have really shitty schedules. And so after I started (laughs) looking at everything, right. Are they salary or are they hourly? They're hourly, yeah. Okay, so at yeah. least the shitty schedule pays off a little bit. Exactly. But, you know, there's so many, when it comes to talking about, like, family problems and not having a life or being just burning the candle at both ends, mm-hmm. that's where nurses are, dude. They're, you know, God bless them. They they work their asses off. Oh, yeah. So. Can't yeah. really can't really question that. Right, exactly. No, dude, I'm freaking excited about this thing still, like, I'm excited about it for a while. I mean, got you know, nice location. Well, look at this beautiful thing, man. We're not on is, a back porch no more. I'm going to have to, yeah. We've exactly. moved up from the back porch. Brother. We have. Now we're be coming to you. Rain, snow, shine. We got no damn excuses. Right. No <laughs> kidding. And you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start bringing two beers to the table. You do. That went quick. Yeah. I'm almost out of mine. We're going to need to start bringing it back up. Or we need like a bartender on staff. Exactly. We'll Someone back there just submit. smiling, just polishing that bar. Submit over. your applications. Send us a message on exactly. Bill Blue's Facebook page. I don't know if we can pay you. I don't think we can technically pay you. But we could probably pay you in beer. We could probably figure that out. We can make that work. Yeah. I don't know. We'll exactly. figure it out. But so. Oh, man. Yeah. I think it's that time, brother. Is it that time, bro? Is it that time, brother? I think you'd lay it on But me. then, well, before we... Before we get into the hero talk, right? We have an update first. Oh, oh, that's right. We do. That's right. A previous, and of course, it's going to mention a political figure. Everybody, keep your panties on. It's not political. It's just an update on a previous hero talk. Right. So the six law enforcement officers in Ohio uh-huh. that stopped the mass shooting in Ohio, right? Because their response time was something ridiculous, like five seconds or something like that. It's perfect timing. Well, they all caught a plane. Recently, on yep. September 9th. 12 days ago? 12 days ago. Yep. They all caught a plane to Washington, D.C. Oh. And all six of them were awarded by President Trump with the Medal of Valor established by law in 2001 as the nation's highest public safety award. Damn. All six of them. That's. Can you blame I them? I love it. Can you blame them? Oh, no. That is at a minimum what those guys deserve let's see what what does it say here there's it? a quote from the press conference it says these incredible patriots responded to the worst violence and most barbaric hatred with the best of american courage character and strength that's amazing right. i love that shit that's good you know a lot of people don't really care for the man on the throne over there in dc but when when it comes to his his love for first responders law enforcement he shows it and he genuinely means it okay let's not get too political though yeah beautiful story i yes. love gotta it's an update on hero talk trump 2020 new developments <laughs> sorry <laughs> damn I, it, Josh. I just slipped it in God there damn it josh <laughs> you had to go there son of a bitch <laughs> anyways but no All that right. is a great update that's 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 you know that just makes that story even better like those guys got recognized you know and they didn't want it i guarantee they weren't going around crying for a medal but they were recognized for it, and rightly so. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So do you have a news story? Yeah, because now that you're fucking up our rules, <laughs> I'm out of beer and everything. I can't even handle this anymore. God dang it. You should just throw that glass on the floor. <sighs> I'm about to throw it across the table. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, am I my direction? You love me too much. This face. That's true. No, this week's Hero Talk comes from South Carolina. Comes from... Berkeley, I think I'm getting there right. I'm also blind and looking at a computer screen fairly far away. Berkeley County, South Carolina. Let's go through this one here. When a sheriff's deputy, when a sheriff's department deputy pulled over a car in South Carolina for speeding, the driver got out and started yelling that their 12-year-old infant in the car had stopped breathing. Oh, 
Shit. 12 year or 12 month? Oh, I'm sorry. 12 day. Oh, tw- 12 day. Okay, 12, 12 day. days. I Holy think I shit. said month. Yeah. I meant 12 days. That's a problem. Yeah. Mother said the baby was drinking a bottle and then stopped breathing. According to the Berkeley County Sheriff's Office, Deputy William Kimbrose. Hope I got that last name right. Body camera footage from June 11th shows him taking the limp baby from her mother and performing first aid and saved the child's life. Amazing. I love it. Deputy can be heard on the video saying, come on, baby, cry for me, cry for me. Come on, open those eyes for me, sweetheart. Damn. Then, let's see. The baby then lets out a faint faint cry. Mm -hmm. The deputy reassures the mother as long as she's crying like that, she's breathing. Right. Let's see. After about five minutes, EMS arrived uh, to continue to treat the infant. She's breathing. She's got a pulse. Kimbrough tells the paramedics, I didn't feel a heartbeat earlier, so I started massaging her heart. Mm-hmm. He also says uh, it feels really strong now. Kimbrough was awarded with the department's life-saving medal, mm-hmm. and the sheriff's office said that he responded extremely with extreme courage and brought great pride to his badge. Amazing. That hits me right in the feels, bro. Right? It does. Oh, it man. does hit especially, you. Especially now, I know babies. But. Some of our previous uh, hero talks have been a little more in-depth, like whether it's charging a, a machine gun nest or, you know, things like that, which are all great, great Female things. Female warfighter pilots. Exactly. Female badasses that become POWs and then break out and keep killing people and right. killing bad people and stuff like that. Yeah. But you think he didn't have, I mean, it sounds weird to say. Right. But at the end of the day, he didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know, he didn't, he, I mean, the medics were obviously coming as soon as he called for him. Right. So how hard was oh, it? And I've heard it from cops before. I've heard it from the mouths of law enforcement. I'm not a medic. I don't do that stuff. What? Oh yeah. I'm not kidding. I've heard people say that. I'm, I'm a cop. We're going to have a talk later about who the hell says these things. I honestly can't remember. It's been a while. Oh, okay. But, uh, when it comes to shit like that, it's a new, it's a, it's always should have been this way, I think. But when it comes to CPR, first aid, stuff like that, mm-hmm. every fucking cop needs to know that because we are on scene 90% of the time. But then especially something before. like that, like there's parents speeding their infant to the hospital right. in order to get right. medical attention. Yeah. And you obviously doing your job, pull them over because they're probably driving way over the speed limit. Right. Who the hell would have the heart to sit there and be like, oh, I'm not a medic. Yeah. Yep. Not a medic. No. Nope. I can think of a couple guys. What the hell? But still. No, that's bullshit, dude. No. What? Yeah, it's what? hard to wrap your mind around because, of course, neither me or you would do that ever. Yeah. Well, then it, it takes you to the part where you you put yourself in the parent's shoes. And yeah. like, if you get out of a car after getting pulled over and tell a cop, my 12-year-old stopped breathing, and the cop just old. sat there, or 12 days, excuse me. Do you're I good. keep saying month? You say keep saying year. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 12 days. <laughs> we, I'm, I'm, you're good. You're good. Anyways. The heifer is so good. Carry on. But if you get out of the car and tell the cop you're 12 day old, stop breathing, and the cop just stands there and says, oh, I'm not a medic. Yeah, I, I would. That's a problem. Yeah, I, I would be <laughs> probably tempted to start a felony. Church. That's a problem that needs to be addressed at the uh, administration level. Right. Where it's like, yeah. yeah, we're not medics. Like, we can't perform surgery on the roadside and things like that. Yeah. But you can do something. You can do something. Yeah, that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's where hopefully those people are falling few and far between of, you know, having that attitude. And maybe it's just a couple that I ran into that said that. Well, I'm sure but still. that's the unfortunate thing. It's like you see there's bad cops out there. Oh, yeah. You know, and there's nothing wrong. Like even people that are pro law enforcement. And that's kind of the way I look at it, too. There's nothing wrong with being anti bad cop. Right. But that doesn't mean you put all police officers under the spectrum of a couple of bad cops. Exactly. There's, there's bad eggs in every freaking group of oh, yeah. whatever you I mean, want to group even them into. Look at, I'm sure if you Google up articles, you'll find tons and tons of articles of uh, like doctors getting arrested for killing patients intentionally or nurses oh, yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah, nurses you know? beating patients because they're pissing them off and stuff. Exactly. Or police officers that just don't perform medical attention when they're trained to perform said medical attention. Right. Or police officers that basically just got bullied in high school and thought, well, I'll go get me a gun belt and a shiny badge and I'll show them. I'll show them. Drop some names right now. I'll show them (laughs) bastards. Right. No kidding. 
but it's unfortunate. It is, but it's just one of those things. Yeah. yeah. Don't let the don't let one bad egg taint the whole whole batch. Exactly. Be anti bad cop. Don't be anti cop. Exactly. If you're an anti cop, I don't like you. Don't <laughs> listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it off. off. Turn it off. Yep. Turn it off. Well, but. This been a this has been exciting, man. It's a freaking oh, first video oh, episode. I know. It's gonna be so many more coming too. Yeah. Otherwise we're gonna be putting out uh good random YouTube content aside from the recorded podcast and then we're just gonna keep it going. Hell yeah. And I think even on the horizon there's the possibility of a second show. Oh yeah. If I don't recall. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that one. Get some training in place and get the blessing from the powers that be. But like always, get you some good caffeine if you're like me and a good little caffeine head. Go to Strike Force Energy. Mm-hmm. Use the promo code Built Blue. Get yourself some twenty percent off. Tasty. Help out another veteran owned company owned by a former Navy SEAL. Fantastic. While you're listening to a law enforcement and veteran owned podcast, how could you get much more American than that? I don't, I don't know if you possibly can. Maybe if you so. listen to it in your American G-string while holding an M4 with a Glock 19 on your other leg. Why does it always got to be a G-string? I don't know. I Why don't can't know. it just be like shorts or something? Okay, fine. Okay. I feel like you get a little <laughs> slightly like disturbed at my G-string. Well, I haven't hit the gym much you know, lately. B- banana. I don't know. You know, you might be able to rock an American flag banana hammock. Know. If anything, just for the comic relief. Hell yeah. But. M4 on one leg, Glock 19 on the other, Screaming Eagle hat, America, <laughs> listening to Built Blue, drinking Strike Force. Oh, God. <sighs> that sounds pretty damn American. That's, that's an American boner but right there. Anyways, I, I digress. <laughs> I digress. But, all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Built Blue, mostly because we're out of beer. Yes. We that's that's that the main thing. problem that we need to go fix. I think if we topped them off we could probably go for another hour but we probably could next time six pack right there right there you right in the line beer. them up exactly right in the beautiful table Hell yeah. but as always until next time make sure you smoke a good cigar drink some good liquor have a fine beer down here at groundwork brewing oh yeah because it's a beautiful thing and this is america and damn it we can do it hell yes be safe take care of one another be good to one another and we'll talk to you next time god bless america <laughs>